people are running out of money, and this might be a good thing. Could it potentially put an end to this labor crisis, causing all of these problems trickling down to the consumers like you and me? That is what we are going to talk about in today's video. When will all of this chill out? So I began asking people much smarter than me the question that I have been extremely motivated to find the answer to. Where are all the workers and don't they need an income to survive? And all this time I've been like, how does this labor shortage even make sense? If I stopped working after a few months, I would need to continue working to maintain my lifestyle. And this is what prompted me to do my swift and deep research into this very topic. And the reason I'm making this video for you guys today, sharing what I have discovered. So here is the best explanation I can give as to when this labor shortage might be over. Now make me a deal. If you get any value or information out of today's video, hit that like and subscribe button. I would greatly appreciate it. I talk about a lot of topics like this. I talked about when the car supply shortage and the insane prices in the used car market are going to chill out. A lot of stuff that impact all of our daily lives and financials. So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you stay on top of your finances and don't miss out on breaking news. And I've also got another YouTube channel, link in the description, or just type in the Grace and Robert show, which teaches you how to increase and diversify your income online. If you're interested in starting your own YouTube channel, similar to this, making passive income every single day, then click the link in the description and check out my fast pass YouTube class. With all that crap being said, you've probably skipped through. Let's go ahead and dive into this show. Now, the economy continues to recover from the COVID wipeout and hiring remains strong, yet Americans are beginning to report more difficulty paying routine bills, not less, and it's probably related to the end of the federal relief measures that kept millions above water during the last 20 months. And not to mention that this hyper, borderline hyperinflation, which I actually have a video talking about things you should buy before hyperinflation hits, shameless plug, but not to mention with this crazy inflation, this has to be affecting most people. If I feel it, if I feel the insane gas price change and the insane grocery price change, imagine how these people who aren't working feel. In the Census Bureau's Household Pulse Survey, last May, 46.7% of respondents said they had no difficulty paying usual household expenses. Now, by December, that had fallen to 39.9%. During the same time period, the portion saying it's a little, somewhat, or very difficult to pay those bills rose from 45.9% to 49.9%. The remaining 10% or so did not answer the question. Now, check out this chart. As you can see, the more the year progressed, more and more people claimed that their bills are becoming more difficult to pay. And things are getting worse, not better with time, unfortunately for everybody. Since the economy has been steadily improving, the deterioration in household finances isn't due to worsening unemployment or falling incomes. But the last stimulant payment went out in the first half of 2021, and the emergency federal jobless benefits ended in September. With inflation at 6.8%, buying power is eroding at the same time aid is drying up. So it's a really bad spot. Our aid is going away, but yet things are getting worse worse than they've ever been. 
inflation-wise, financially. And unfortunately, I've seen lots of interviews and I don't think any more stimmies are coming our way, although I wish they were. So where is everybody? Where are all these workers? There seems to be plenty of work for those who want to work. Employers reported a 10.6 million job openings, nearly the most ever. Unfilled jobs hit unprecedented levels in 2021 as COVID-related anomalies wrought havoc with the labor force. Some parents who want to work must now deal with unpredictable school schedules and an acute shortage of affordable child care. I know that my little sister and Nixa, they're having breakouts in their district and there's actually in Springfield where I live, there is a school and in that one school, there are 500 students out sick with COVID and 40 teachers. They're having to bring in janitors. They're having to bring in bus drivers, any Yahoo off the street to fill these positions because there's not even enough substitutes. So what that means is parents are having to not return to work and stay home to care for their kids. That's what they mean by unpredictable school schedule. And several million workers may still be too concerned about catching COVID as there is a new Omicron variant surging through its way through everywhere. Federal aid money has given millions more a financial cushion that could delay a return to work or let them hold out for a better job a little bit longer than they might have been able to before. A record high quit rate. The portion of workers choosing to leave their jobs suggest workers have newfound leverage and they are using it. And as you can see, it's trickling all the way down to McDonald's. McDonald's, formerly a minimum wage employer, is now upping their wages above some careers that require a four-year degree, experience, and specified qualifications. In fact, I know psychologists school teachers, hell, even a pretty bad lawyer here in town who are making less than opening general positions at McDonald's. Just a quick side note, I see a lot of hiring $25 an hour at McDonald's. And I just want to clear this up a little bit. If you look at the sign, they say up to $25 an hour. And those are for management positions of middle-aged people with years of food restaurant chain management experience. That is not the what they're actually paying. So just quick side note. So if jobs are for the taking, people starting to feel a financial pinch should have no trouble nabbing a paycheck up whenever they want as everybody's hiring. But the door to work might not be quite as open as data suggests. Job seekers say that companies sometimes will actually post job listings just as an attempt to lure a dream candidate and have no real intention of hiring all these people applying, which just leave those jobs open indefinitely. And not all employers are boosting pay and benefits. And some parents are not finding a job with enough flexibility to allow them to take care of their kids during this pandemic and not to mention their other family members, you know, parents. And moving on, financial strain could get worse. Another important element of federal relief and expanded child tax credit expired in December and it's not clear Congress will renew it. The baseline child tax credit remains in place, but the expansion was worth hundreds of thousands of dollars extra to qualifying families. It also allowed those families to claim half the credit in advance through a monthly bank account direct deposit or check in the mailbox. The December census survey showed 39% of child tax credit recipients, nearly 20 million households, spent the money. Most likely on necessities, 38% said they used the money to pay down debt and just 26% said they saved it. So that money for the most part is gone. One surprise of the COVID pandemic was a broad improvement of household finances. When many economists expected the soaring unemployment to actually have the opposite effect and what you would think. Roughly $6 trillion in relief programs passed by Congress gets 
much of the credit. Consumers also became phonetic savers. Since it was hard to spend money when businesses shut down or it felt unsafe to go out, the savings rate rocketed from 8.3% before the pandemic to a high of 33.8% in April of 2022. It stayed elevated for the next 15 months, providing a financial cushion as businesses struggled to get back to normal. But that cushion is evaporating. The savings rate in November fell to 6.9%, and census data shows that more people are now using credit cards, leveraging debt, to pay for household expenses. A savings super cycle has now yielded to dis-saving, in which people spend down their surplus to borrow more. However, none of this really means that the economy is in any particular trouble as of early 2022. Growth remains solid and robust hiring should resume once the Omicron COVID variant begins to retreat, but tougher economic times for at least some Americans will shape political decisions in 2022 and probably impact the upcoming midterm election. And there are actually murmurs in Washington about another round of aid, specifically for businesses and perhaps some consumers still struggling. If it happens, it won't be nearly as big as the last year's $2 trillion package. So there you have it. Nobody really knows when all of this is going to end because there's so many variants. I mean, literally new variants of COVID happening mixed with nearly 7% inflation mixed with more possible aid coming soon. There's just a million different variants and is why no one really knows when this is going to end. But that is the best explanation as to where all the workers are. I'm praying that the world bounces back in the next two to three years, which sounds like a long time, but keep in mind, we're about year two into the two week flatten the curve. Thank you guys for hanging out. If you gained any value or information, hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure you subscribe to the channel so you don't miss out on any information that might affect you and your family. I will see you guys in the next video.